Good evening and welcome to the Sports Desk on your Monday evening. It is Monday the 18th of September. I'm Sam Hennett, of course, joined by Jerry and G, Liam Cole and Jason Evans. Good evening to you. First of all, how was the weekend for you? No, let's get straight to the point. How was the weekend for you, Sam? <laughs> yeah, true. Um... I'm still speechless. It's going to be hard to get through this show because generally I've been stunned for most of the weekend and just still trying to process that the Blues, for the first time in 23 years, are in a prelim. And put it into perspective, how old were you when that happened 23 years ago? So uh, it was 2000, so I would only have been three years old, so I don't remember Exactly it right. There you go. I'm so happy for you because I haven't been to a prelim myself since I was 11 years old, so it just shows how much pain Carlton have suffered. And even if you lose against Brisbane, like, you've already won uh, honestly, our yeah. hearts. It is beyond my wildest dreams um, that... They've managed to go put this some far. Swift on afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, haven't we loved the pain, though? <laughs> oh, well, oh, we've no. gave, given you a lot of... Um, yeah. Yes, no, yeah. there's been many years on the sports desk where it's just been laughable um, you over You laugh at years. us now, or you like, mate. <laughs> conspicuous, oh, by his, conspicuous by his absence no, as just... well as uh, James Worth, who probably is the biggest proprietor of that. But we have a lot of Jameses listening today, so if any Jameses that are out there listening, mm, welcome. If Hopefully you're a blue supporter, because <laughs> this is the show for you. Um, so, yeah, no, insane weekend. And to be there, it's just done that not only was I able to witness, but I was to be there in the moment. And it was one of the most thrilling moments I've ever had in sport ever. I I broke. I literally broke. I tried to sing the song and I just bawled my eyes out. I've <laughs> never been like that ever. There's nothing wrong with that, mate. I know, I know, but it was just yeah. bizarre emotion that... It's just, just pure elation, mate. That's how you should describe yeah. it. Honestly, it was. And obviously, we're going to break down the game later on in the show and talk yeah. about the semifinals a bit more. Exactly but, right. Um, and if you, again, if you're a Blues supporter and this is your first time tuning into the sports desk, welcome. <laughs> this is the perfect show. Welcome to the crew. This is the perfect week for you. So a big show ahead. We'll talk about AFL finals, of course, uh, VFL finals as well, AFLW, got the Premier League, bit of the Champions League's back this week. Uh, but first off, we're going to get straight into the news. And, the most uh, important one of them all. Yes, Ron I think so, yes. Yeah, I might... Um, yeah, it's a good segue for me because I'm a North supporter. Um, vale Ron Barassi, he passed away aged 87, I believe, on Saturday night after, obviously, Melbourne's defeat to Carlton, which Sammy's very happy about. But Barassi, I can't put it into words how much he's shaped AFL. He, he deserves all the loving praise on his life because he's such an incredible person. So he was a captain coach... Um, I think premiership winner, multiple premiership winner with Melbourne. Um, Liam, if you can fact check what years he won his premierships and his all his accolades, but Melbourne is his heart and soul. And the fact that he was able to witness them win that 21 premiership two years ago, um, yeah, Barassi's heart and soul about footy club. And yeah, and then he went on to coach North Melbourne to their 1975 premiership, our first ever premiership, which, you know, segued into three more premierships. And yeah, it just means so much for someone who saw footy more than footy. He saw it for the people. 
Um, and he's, he was a larger-than-life character. He cared about Anzac Day so much because I believe he might have fought in one of the wars his father, I think, was involved as well in World War One. Yeah, his, his father, I think, got killed, and oh, he was a footy player as well. Really so he got killed during well. the war, yeah. yeah. Um, and also, he went on to coach Sydney in the mid-'90s, back when they were transitioning from South Melbourne and they ended up making a grand final against North in 96, which North won. But he was a pioneer for footy. He's Clarko, but um, even in the much, he probably inspired Clarko. So, yeah. Um, any accolades you have there, Liam, about Barassi? Um, well, I can, I can jump in and say I believe he is probably the first AFL player to get his Hall of Fame status upgraded to legend status, and he does sit in the uh, Australian Top Sporting echelon. Hall of Fame. Yep. And I think he was one of the first AFL players to do so there immediately. Uh, that is an immortal photo we should bring up, by the way, of Ron Barassi in his home with the 2021 Premiership Cup oh, in his hand. That will go down yep. as one of those immortal photos in Australian sport, let alone just footy itself. It's uh, imprinted in all our memories. Well, and also, he was always um, captain coach, I should say. Say, for really? yeah. Melbourne, so yes. which is rare. I think Alex Jezelenko did it for a bit. He was for, the last captain coach. Yes, so that's very uh, special and great leader. And speaking of Jezza, that's why my nickname is Jezza, because my, my <laughs> primary school teacher was a Carlton sport and he really? kept calling me Jezza, so it's oh. sucking this way. Anyway, also St Kilda um, legend, um, unfortunately, Kevin Neal passed away at age 78. So, Liam, he's your man, St Kilda Premiership player, so tell us about his snapshot. Yes, so he passed away, unfortunately, age 78 after battling Alzheimer's disease. He played in the Saints' only Premiership all the way back in 1966. He was named in St Kilda's Team of the Century in the back pocket. He played 256 games at the Saints with 301 goals. Back pocket? He's kicked 301 goals. So he was drafted as a ruckman, apparently, 19 years of age. And he kicked five goals out of the ten goals in the premiership, uh, the premiership win. So, without him, maybe they wouldn't have won. So, very sad news. Rest in peace, Kevin Neal. Yeah, and onto that. Also, Vale, um, Lionel Morgan. Um, he was the first Indigenous NRL player. He passed away yesterday, aged eighty-five as well. So he's a, a much a pioneer for all these Indigenous kids growing up. He was the first one to ever play rugby. And yeah, it's it's very sad, sad Monday, but just quickly acknowledging him as well. So he played 106 caps for Wynnum Manly between 59 to 1968. He also um, played for the Maroons Queensland. I support the Maroons. I've got one of my best mates from Queensland. So anyway, 60 to 63, he played 12 caps there, scored nine tries. So might have, he was an incredible player, as you can see, and also played for Australia in three tests and scored two tries in 1960. So he wasn't just an NRL player. He could he represented Queensland at his state level and also for Australia. So um, rest in peace to Lionel Morgan. And um, a good segue quickly again is the Rugby World Cup. So Australia in Wallabies in deep trouble, losing the 22-15 to 15 to Fiji. So just a quick one there, Sammy Boy. Yeah, so they Australia's next opponent in the Rugby World Cup uh, will be uh, Wales next Monday. They sit third in their group at the moment, so it's a bit of do-or-die moment for uh, the Wallabies, which is interesting. Uh, while we are on the top of rugby, uh, the NRL 
Uh, finals happen on the weekend as well. So Storm defeated the Roosters in their semi, 18-13. to 13. Um, And then the Warriors defeated the Knights, 40-10. to 10. So the prelims result of that will be the Panthers and the Storm next Friday at 7.50. Uh, the Broncos and the Warriors will play, play Saturday at 7.50. And I, I heard, because obviously I was all wrapped up in the Carlton thing, but apparently it was a, a crazy kind of comeback from Storm in the end to get over the line. It was like a late try. Yeah, uh, or something. So, well. uh, um, congrats to the Storm making it to the prelim. Who did the Storm beat again? Sorry, Roosters. Roosters yeah. Oh, was that uh, Amy? Yes. Was that Amy? So I saw a few of them Saturday night. Anyway, doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the North Melbourne best and fairest, Jerry. I thought you'd be happy with this. Yeah, incredible. Um, Harry Sheasel. He's easily one of my favourite players. Unfortunately, he's not my favourite player because Jai Simkin is. But <laughs> his many kids' favourite player. It's just a bit weird because him. He, he's the same age as me. I think I'm older than him. So, <laughs> but he was one rising star a few weeks ago. He's now won our best and fairest first ever first year player to ever do so. Yep. He outtrumped you know the likes of Jack Siebel, former captain. Jai Simkin. Vice captain currently Luke McDonald, but the list goes on, and he even beat Larky, who kicked seventy in a year. So it just shows. <laughs> Amazing. Sheasel, I'm going to call it. He he can win the Brownlow because if they cost, he's going to possibly win it this year. Then Sheasel's not far away. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't think he's too far away. Oh, I, you, I, I Liam, okay, okay. Liam, Liam this just, year, not this year, oh, okay, in future sorry. years. <laughs> I thought you meant this, this year. Liam no, was reaching no, for the chicken. Year. Year. <laughs> no, he's he's going to be a great yeah. player. Um, uh, LDU, if he wasn't going to get injured, he probably would have been a bit higher in the polls too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he came still in that top 10. Because so. when when he was in fit and firing, he he had a great year as well. Yeah, and Bailey Scott off the wing. He's yep. played to watch next year. Okay. Uh, also, the ODI Australia, another trouble for Australia. Liam? Yeah, so South Africa have won the ODI series against Australia 2-3 after being down 2-0. So South Africa made a competitive total of 3-16. Aidan Markram with 93 off 87 balls. He was really good, as well as David Miller leading the charge with 63 runs. But I also thought... Michael Neeser opening the bowling was really good. Even though he did not get a wicket, his last three overs were a bit expensive at the end, but his first seven were really good. Just thought that. Then Australia batted and got bowled out for 193. So they were three for 124 at one stage with the uh, great innings by Mitchell Marsh, 71 he made. Then they lost eight for 69 after he got out. Marco Janssen, five for 39, man of the match. So it's pretty interesting to see just coming from a World Cup perspective next month, losing the Series 2-3. How do you guys think they will go? Jerry? Well, it's tough because I think Travis Head's got a broken arm. Yep. Is that, yeah, so that's already an issue with our middle order and he was going to open, as you were saying. So I don't know who's going to replace him at this stage, but some of the players in that top order aren't performing well, like the captain, Mitch Marsh, who... What, what did he make against he, um, South Africa? He made 71. Oh, so he's, be he's been yeah. in pretty good so form, to be fair. Marsh, a few David Warner, <laughs> he's been in okay form. Um, but India is going to be very hard to bat compared to South Africa. It's conditions. completely different conditions, so yep. way harder than SA, and, yeah, I'm worried for them. Yeah, and, and, and when's that? Uh, next month. Next month, okay. October the 8th, their first game. All right. Uh, last bits here. The Matildas will move an Olympic qualifier to Optus Stadium to accommodate tens of thousands more fans trying to get tickets. Uh, three Olympic qualifying matches were set to be played at HBF Park. 
Uh, the second of those games against Philippines on October 29. But the Matildas have been averaging crowds of more than 50,000 across the World Cup and their uh, final warm-up match. So I think a lot of fans who obviously couldn't make it to any of the World Cup games um, would be happy to celebrate them. They're still <laughs> probably one of the most popular sporting stars uh, in Australia at the moment after what they did. So great decision on that front. It's a sign of the game growing in this country, isn't yes, it, Sam? Yes, 100%. Uh, Winks' first foal will be up for sale next week. Obviously, the superstar <laughs> well, race horse. Um uh, so that's probably going to go for a lot of money. <laughs> and yeah. the owners would be hoping it performs well as Winks because amazing on that front. Uh, in the F1, Red Bull were finally beaten. Uh, so they had a streak that had pretty been undefeated. Undefeated. Max Verstappen has not lost a race. So I think Ferrari took home the win with uh, McClure. Correct me if I'm wrong. We're currently well, going to. checking the <laughs> right now, actually. Oh, here so on <laughs> no, it was Ferrari. Yeah. Uh, Lando Norris come in second. Um, and then Hamilton third. So uh, big win for Ferrari. Something different. Um, and so that's pretty much all the latest news around the world of sport. We're going to, of course, uh, talk about VFL, AFLW next. Our AFL finals review. And then we've got some EPL, Asian Champions League and the European Champions League, of course, is back this week. That's all coming up on the Sports Desk on your Monday evening on Sin. The Temperature Trap on the Sports Desk on your Monday evening. Uh, Fader, of course. Um, And it's time to talk some footy, not the AFL yet. We're getting close to the semi-finals chat, but some VFL and AFLW. And so the two preliminary finals for the VFL happened over the weekend. And Werribee, who uh, we mentioned on here, um, one of the only independent team, few independent teams that are in the VFL, not club aligned with an AFL club, have managed to get so far. um, And they haven't been in a grand final, I think, or prelim final at least since 2005. So it's massive for them. That is massive. And they had a massive win over the Brisbane Lions, 14-10-94. Uh, to 19.64. And as we mentioned on Friday, with a fair few, even some retiring lines from the um, AFL side that were in there. Yeah, and Daniel Rich being one of the names, yes. I think. Uh, so managing to get past them um, in a thrill of momentum, uh, Werribee. So setting themselves up for a grand final spot. Amazing. Liam, what were your thoughts on the game? Yeah, so Werribee's captain, Nick Coglin, was great down back like he has been all year. He took seven marks. And most of them were intercepts, so he was really strong. And um, I just felt like the ball movement of the Lions were really poor. Even guys like Daniel Rich, who uses the ball so well, even he struggled in those blustery conditions down there. So, And I loved Jarrett Lyons' game, even though they didn't play, um, didn't win, I should say. He was just a class above. Will he get a contract next year? I think he's unrestricted. Oh, for sure. And if he doesn't, I think other clubs will go after yeah, him. Yeah, fair. I um, just want to quickly acknowledge, yeah, um, Kai DeClassy. I'm not sure how to pronounce. Hopefully I got that right, Kai. But um, Closey, he had 33 yeah. touches, one goal. Um, he was just incredible. And also, um, I think one of the other boys, uh, Closey, Sam Closey, uh, Sammy boy, <laughs> um, 26 touches, 12 marks. So, as you said, that's key. And 
Because Werribee, Sam, you're from that similar area. It's a very yeah. community oriented footy club. I played in Next Gen Academy for North and got cut there, unfortunately. But um, <laughs> it's a wonderful community ground, wonderful people, and they absolutely deserve to play yeah, in a I'm, VFL I'm grand final. Right on the bandwagon. Right, <laughs> right on the bandwagon. <laughs> they are technically my local club, so um, no, it's good to see them doing well. Yeah, right. um, Has there been a little bit of a high spirit around the Werribee place? With oh this, yeah, uh, there's been flags happen? everywhere. Oh really? Uh, scarves, I've seen it. So um, I didn't actually go to the prelim, but uh, my brother and the family were there. So. Park, which we'll touch yes. on. Um, what about the other prelim? So, yes, the other side of things, um, it was Gold Coast Suns at uh, uh, Heritage Bank Stadium. They took on uh, the Box Hill Hawks, but the Suns was too strong. 15 points, victors in the end, 12-16-88 to 11-7-73. Um, and as we're talking about AFL players, they're pretty stocked up, the uh, Gold Coast Suns. Um, Marbiol Chol kicking five goals. Four behinds as well. <laughs> just, just throw it. <laughs> also <laughs> took one of the last of the year as well. Oh, yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Chris Burgess, three. Alex Sexton, two. Uh, for him, and so massive from them. Elijah Hollands, as you rec- recognise as well. So l- lots of players in there that um, uh, Constable with 25 disposals uh, leading that. James Tassas. So a lot of um, Gold Coast Suns players who, uh, of course, Damien Hardwick will be keeping his eye on, trying to impress mm. the new coach. Well, how's that going to look like in 2024? That'll be a... So, that might be one of the um, thing you mean to pay the most attention to. Unfortunately the for the Box Hill Hawks, they are out. So it does set up a grand final between the Werribee Tigers and the Gold Coast Suns at Icon Park for the second year in a row. It's a VFL team versus an interstate team from Queensland, which is interesting in this new long team format. Um, well, given who runs this show, we all know who we're barracking for. <laughs> Where are we? Yeah. Where are we? Yeah. Gonna back him in. Independent team, um, I think. And An actual so, Victorian team in the yeah. AFL. Yes. Not, not the <laughs> oh, let's not upset the interstate listeners, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a few of them. Uh, not many. Sun- <laughs> so it'll be held next Sunday, uh, three ten at Icon Park. It's going to be a great atmosphere. Um, and uh, I wonder if I'll be on a... <laughs> Should we go <laughs> to the amazing. game? Yeah, Sports of course. Live show? Why not? I'm not live, but little grabs. Um, so it'll be, yeah, get down for the grand final. It'll be going to be great before a massive AFL grand final week hits. Um, and now for some AFLW. Um, another thing that's going crazy at the moment. And uh, we'll go through week three um, and we'll start off with Friday night, and it was uh, North Melbourne getting over the Cats um, at GMHBA. Yes, I was very happy with this because I remember listening back to you boys on Friday. We were two goals down, Geelong kicked two early ones, and I was like, we might lose our winning streak up at the Cattery, but unfortunately for the Cats, the North Melbourne women stormed home, winning 4-7-31 to 3-4-22. So, standouts there, Jazz Garner, she's having another career best season, kicked a goal, 32 touches. Um, Prasparkis from Geelong had a goal in 26 as well, which was good bet. Um, also, uh, King with 25 from North Melbourne. Riddell, Morrison, Carney splitting the 22 touches. And Bella Eddy, she's my second favourite player behind Emma for obvious reasons. But Bella Eddy kicked two goals, one, had 13 touches, playing that wing small forward role. She's a player to watch. One of the players under 2022. No, under 22. Um, and also 
Bowen kicked two goals and Randall a goal as well. So it was a very close-fought battle. But at the end of the day, North Melbourne women's, this is their year to shine. They're first on the ladder. If they don't win the premiership this year, um, we've made finals pretty much every year since we've been initiated. So if we don't win it this year, I won't be very happy. I don't want another prelim Could failure. Could be a, a Melbourne derby, North Melbourne v Melbourne. That was a prelim last year, which we lost at the mm. MCG. So anyway... Uh, the Richmond Tigers got over the GWS Giants as well. The Adelaide Crows got a win over Essendon, 81-34. to Melbourne, who are second on the ladder, they defeated the Bulldogs, 83-41. to uh, Fremantle over Hawthorne, 35-22. to Port over Saints uh, in a close one, 56-48. to uh, Carlton got a win over the West Coast Eagles, 77-24. to uh, the Gold Coast Suns over Collingwood, thirty-three to twenty-one, and the last game of the round yesterday was Brisbane Lions eighty-seven over Sydney thirty-two. So the table, uh, looking at the ladder, North sit on top currently. Melbourne in second, Adelaide in third, Gold Coast fourth, Brisbane fifth, Geelong sixth, Fremantle seventh, Richmond eighth, ninth, Carlton tenth, Essendon, Hawthorne, Collingwood, Sydney, Port, St Kilda, GWS, Western Bulldogs, and the West Coast Eagles. Any standouts for you, Liam, across the weekend? Well, just on the Saints game, so it's not looking good for Nick Del Santo in his third year as senior coach. We might get a sack. Well, his first two years, they finished uh, <laughs> bottom four, finished eleventh <laughs> last year, twelfth. Uh, the year before, won't play finals again. And they probably should have beat Port Adelaide. They were leading in the first three quarters, but a three-goal surge from the power in the last quarter uh, got the four points, so not great for my Saints. Who's your favourite St Kilda women's player? Oh, it was the G-Train. The G-Train. Um, yeah, it's sad uh, missing her, but... Um, so who's yeah. the who's the G train? Because they've obviously they passed the nickname down from. <laughs> it was Greiser. Yeah, okay. she was uh, very good. But um, I'd I'd say Wardlaw. She's pretty good, um, and also Kachochio. I think I've butchered that. But um, she used to be the captain of Collingwood. Oh, Kachochi. Yes, oh, yes, she's pretty good. There's no, oh, don't worry, I'm just... I'll, yeah, I'll butcher it. What about your favourite Essendon AFLW player? Uh, I'm just sitting back and observing for oh. now. <laughs> sitting back and observing Sammy for Boyd now. Sammy Boyd from Carlton, just quickly, Vessio. Or... Oh, yeah, it has to be. Superstar goal kicker. Yeah, absolutely. Leading goal kicker. Um, All right. When we come back, we'll be reviewing the massive AFL semi-finals that happened on the weekend. There are only four teams left, um, and we are almost at footy Christmas. Uh, <laughs> so it's all coming up next on the Sports Desk on Sin. September has arrived. Are you ready for the 2023 AFL final series? Right here, live on the Sports Desk. And what a massive weekend we just had. Semi-finals. Only four of the six remain now. Yeah. Sam, you can be more descriptive than massive. That was astronomical that weekend. Astronomical. Semi-finals, they really... Uh, unbelievable weekend. Carlton defeated Melbourne by two points. It was 9-17-71-11-7-73 Friday night at the MCG. I was there. I cried. The Blues got it done. Can you believe this? Is this real life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm speechless. I was there, Sam, as you know, selling records. So, yeah, I was grateful to share that moment with you, even though I went home and spit tired. But I saw her again, <laughs> so all you, mate. 
Uh, yeah, uh, it's just crazy feeling. And I, I'm not going to lie, I thought the Blues were done. In that last quarter, uh, with the amount of chances Melbourne had in front of goal, I thought it was done. I thought it was done. Liam, let's break it down as to why probably they weren't done by that point. By single millimetre, single finger millimetres, Clayton Oliver's goal was touched. Mm. And then Max Gorn went for a banana and it hit the post. Probably should have got that, Maxie. You can't pinpoint it to that. Uh, well, they've was, had so yeah, many chances they in had front a of lot. goal. I think they were pretty sloppy as well. Cozzy gave up, I think, three 50-metre penalties. And even more frees against. And then Tom Sparrow pushed Sam Walsh into the fence, which gave him another inside 50. These Just sorts of very things. very indisciplined yeah. to Melbourne. Um, and for a team that's been in finals before, um, it's that's out of character. I don't know. But, it is. Um, uh, and I, th- I thought it was really disappointing from uh, Pickett in the in the first half. And then, all right, he came back in and played a better second half, but he done his damage, I think. So we will get to come at kind of the suspensions and fines and the injuries from all of it uh, at the end. But, uh, yep, he would have been handed the book anyway, Pickett. Uh, speaking on Melbourne as well, let's just give one bit of big compliment to one of the major players of uh, the Ds that night. Stephen May, I've written here in my notes, he went into defensive God mode with these 21 disposals, seven marks, crashed the packs, and he kept Kernow scoreless, well, yep. goalless for most of the game. And I reckon Melbourne, if Melbourne had won that game, it would have been off the back of Stephen May's defence. He was the keystone throughout that, throughout cool. that well, and... Uh, they're defensive and midfield. They and Melbourne's a strong point, but it's just the forward. The forward half was just w- wasn't working yeah. again. And the alarm bells that had been ringing for them throughout the year, when we mentioned the uh, the forward line not being a hundred percent. To support your case, Petrarca stepped up a notch again. Oliver got twenty seven disposals despite the touched goal. Uh, Thirty six hitouts to Max Gorn, but yeah, the execution. Not even then, it was just execution. I think the official stat, Jerry or Liam, was like four goals, 13 offset shots yeah, through it was general play. Like but can I just say, Melbourne are out. Enough said about Melbourne. The Blues deserve yep. to be on radio. And the Blues, their stats speak for themselves. So plus 6% in disposal efficiency. You could tell it was a scrappy game, but plus 6 is massive in those close games. And then they won 13-8 in centre clearances, which shows you're getting the ball directly. Even though Max Gorn may get more... Um, hit outs and pin in it. They were clean up over um, that centre bit. So that, they wore him down. Exactly uh, having right. having Pitto on Max Gorn and then with a toe um, problem too. Yes, mm. uh, he he was just he was just knackered by the end of it. Um, and then a few standouts for for me, moving Tom De Koning up forward. Um, and what a way to start. I think it was the second half. I can't remember what quarter my brain was so <laughs> just, just distraught uh, after the game. So, um, But, no, he, he kicked uh, two, and it was amazing moments. He stood up, uh, unlike a lot of them. Uh, but the man, Blake Akers, again. Again. He was there. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, just unbelievable that it was him again. That last play, uh, just phenomenal. Just the last two minutes entirely. Uh, and then... Uh, Sam Doherty, who came off at halftime after popping yeah. his shoulder out, and he comes on the second half and then sets up a brilliant, brilliant way to finish it in the final minute what of the game. What about when Walsh scored and he was testing the, the wind? That was just incredible celebration by him. I, yes. <laughs> I couldn't see that. <laughs> it was too far 30, away. Two goals to Sam Walsh as well as 34 disposals, 30 New- Newman, 27 to Cripps. Weedering in defence was incredible too. Eight marks he took. Yep. That's yep. an insane performance. And 
I think we need to, once again, I'm not I'm not trying to draw this back to Melbourne, but their defensive game was incredible in that final quarter. But then when it unraveled and they were intercepting and were able to make a contest out of every play, but then it all unraveled and Carlton were clean when they needed most in the final two minutes and that resulted in that Blake Akers goal. And that is a play that is going to go down in infinity, really, Sam. Uh, so it's really just, soak in that moment. Oh, mate. it's I've never had a, a moment like that as a sporting it game all clicked. ever. It was just... And they won every contest. And then it did scare me, though, because I think the third quarter was probably the worst. Melbourne really started to come on top then. And then it was like, I don't know, all of a sudden we we lost our skills. We couldn't hit a target. Um, But then we just found a way to get back to where we were and uh, just shows. I, I think good quality teams be able to correct themselves on the run like that. Um, there were a couple of standout games during the season, I think, spe- especially during the St Kilda one, the St Kilda game, where we just kind of lost our way a bit but then found it again. Uh, and teams teams like that who find a win, doesn't matter what how, it's, well, opportunities are endless. And they've done the basics really well. So their pressure the past eight weeks, basically, since their turnaround has been elite in oh, all facets. just beautiful to watch. And with their runners, Akers, Cottrell, they're able to get to many contests and probably others can cannot. So yep. Melbourne definitely need a forward in the trade period, but the problem is there's not a lot available that are uncontracted. So A bit about that final minute too. Ollie Hollands was the sub, uh, yeah. and this was his first final, 18-year-old, in his first year. <laughs> and and he, he did exactly what uh, I think the, um, Voss wanted some run in the game, and that's exactly what we brought. When, when we have this run and this leg speed um, and just the ball movement, it's just amazing. So... And just on the sub, Melbourne chose Josh Shackey, who actually didn't, didn't actually come on. go on. Yeah, what do you think about that? Like how often has the subs not been tactically, tactically brought on this well, year? Well, to bring a forward on, like, you probably want a runner, wouldn't you? But, um, but yeah, I just find it bizarre that they yeah. have, I swear, most subs, even without injuries, when, when it come in this year that it could be used as tactically, it's been used every game. I, I, I mean, or at least the vast majority. Fact check us, yes. I uh, thought that was very bizarre. Um, you so, can tell yeah. how shattered Goodwin was after it all, and mm. there was probably a little bit of bottled up anger coming out of his voice in that press conference too. And uh, the MCG—that is the biggest crowd I've ever been in, and the loudest. I said last week that the Sydney, Carlton Sydney game was the loudest I've been to. This was twice the sound, twice the sound. Um, and I was reading an article that uh, they're interviewing some MCG officials who have worked there a long time. They've never seen the ground shake or be as loud as that after a game ever. I'll share this conversation that Sam and I had at the Footy Festival in 2022. This is because I was a little <laughs> bit dismayed. It was about a year yep. ago, and it was a, I was a little bit disappointed with all how my club has been travelling. And he goes, Jason, listen, it would be good for the game if your club was healthy. I look at this now and every time I, it, that stuck with me all this time and every time I think about it and I turn around and go, yeah, but Sam, if Carlton's healthy, the AFL can move oceans. It's like the moon controlling the oceans and we've just seen that happen. <laughs> we've seen that happen this final series. Like, what, look, how, look at the magnitude of this final series for Carlton massive, Manuel. Massive. Uh, What's and, creating oceans again? Well, the, well, the <laughs> power of the moon's gravity oh, can move oceans on Earth. <laughs> right. And that's what I'm trying to say. A healthy um, Carlton can bring the AFL's grandeur and 
grandioseness to another stratosphere. Okay. Shout out to the MCG for their blunder after the game. I don't know if you saw this, but they had a digital D's sign. D's make the prelim. D's make the prelim, and they had it outside the crown, mm. which was a bit hilarious. I don't know how they managed to stuff that up. Um, but it's just, just incredible to be there. Even before, I, I, I stood outside the ground for at least maybe 20 minutes just chatting to Carlton fans about to go in. Um, and I'd never felt, that was my first ever semi-final. I'd, I'd not felt anything like that before and being a part of that atmosphere. I did the walk with um, <laughs> um, Daniel Gorinch. Uh, there was a few couple thousand of us walking from yeah. Fed Square. Really? Um, so, yeah. Get on picture, picture No, it was too oh. far in front of me. Um, <laughs> but, no, it was a great time. This clock essential, mate. Carlton. Oh, and my face was on the, the wall in the change oh, rooms. I saw that. <laughs> so random. Shows you're a genuine supporter, <laughs> Not one of those fake ones. No, but I didn't. I didn't realise they said submit a photo and a good luck message. But I didn't know they were going to put in the wall in the change room. What so was your good luck message? When I was, uh, I can't remember. But it was a photo of me uh, at my first game in two thousand and five, and then a photo of me now. And it was just like the journey, and uh, that, that was the message a bit, a bit soppy. But <laughs> but then I saw my face when uh, Brian Taylor walked past it when he was doing roaming Brian. So that was unbelievable. Oh boy! All right. We better move on to the second semi-final. So, of How course, do we? <laughs> uh, of course, um, Carlton will play the Brisbane, Brisbane Lions the next Saturday, um, and I, I think and I'm not just saying. I, I mean, it's, I think this was always going to happen for me. Playing pub footy in the last few years as a lion <laughs> and getting a soft spot for, for Brisbane Lions. I think this was always meant to happen. And Michael Voss cap- coaching, of course, the yes. side he captained to a three-peat. At what a 20 story. years ago to the day, and then, uh, of course, the last final Carlton and Brisbane played each other, he was the coach for Brisbane. So we will get more of that next. Question but on fixturing. Do you think it was the right move? Have They discussed after the Saturday game they would decide the final fixture. I believe Brisbane-Carlton is the more marquee game and deserves the Friday night spot more. No, but the, the reason why they're giving it is because it's the correct amount of days between games. Right, gotcha. And then Collingwood have obviously earned the right to... Um, have the extra day, I guess. Um, Port Adelaide and GWS, and it was the Orange Tsunami. 23-point victors, 13-15-93 over the Port Adelaide Power, 9-16-70. Similar story to Melbourne there, very inaccurate. I I think, and I I will be honest, I didn't see this coming. And I think I've been so swept up in the blues, of course, and most people have... um, we forget that uh, GWS had a big resurgence and they've just come all the way through as well. Both what, sides at least. What did 15. you think of that, Liam? That they game? were just much tougher than Port Adelaide at a very hard place to win football. So their first half, the Giants were plus 77 in disposals, plus 18 in contested possessions and plus 17 in clearances. So guys like Toby Green, Stephen Cornelio had a fantastic game. They really lifted and guys like... Compare that to Jason Horn, Francis and Wines, who were very quiet. So very disappointing for Port Adelaide. They go out in straight sets after almost finishing top two for the whole season. So it's a bitter pill to swallow. Half of the top four going out in straight sets is an mm. interesting sight to see, isn't it? Mm. Jerry? Well, finals is a different game, as we saw. Just quickly on the stats to back that up. 
You had four Giants or five Giants players in the top six possession winners. So Whitfield with 33, Cornelio two goals, 130, uh, Tom Green 29, Butters was the only Port player to have 25, and Ward and Himmelberg with 24. And back to the goalkeeping, and Hogan four goals, four. So he had eight scoring shots. Toby Green three goals, two. Rioli three, Marshall two, one. It just shows that if those big stars in the Giants can step up against Collingwood, anything can happen. It's finals footy. It's not your 23 rounds or so. It's finals. No, and it, and it has shown now they are a different ball game finals, and and it, and it has shown how even this competition is to have <laughs> have Carlton um, and GWS fourteenth and fifteenth six weeks ago or whatever it was to come back to where they are now. Um, bit scary, I think, for their next opponents in Collingwood. Maybe flashbacks to twenty nineteen, the last yeah, time they played in semis, a prelim. Yeah. Uh, War- to- worrisome the power, by the way. It didn't matter if it was either the, one of those X Factor players like Sam Pal Pepper, three behinds, not really that much of a ball use. And Travis Boak, while he got twenty one disposals and a uh, three marks, four tackles, zero goals, two, not quite accurate. And whether it be X Factor or experience, it wasn't paying dividends to the power. No, whatever spark they had, whatever magic they had during the season, it wasn't there now. Um, they looked good in, in patches, but it just mm. wasn't a full game performance from them. Um, and so there's a lot to work, work on. But uh, interesting for Ken Hinckley, and as you mentioned, the straight sets again. Uh, they can't seem to do it in finals. Yeah, they've got a very poor record. Yeah. It reminded me of that game in 2021 of the prelim final. Bulldogs. They were expected to win, just like Saturday night. Against the Bulldogs, they got pumped. The midfield wasn't tough enough. And that was very similar as we saw on Saturday. I'll say, though, Liam, in 2021, I was slightly biased. I was going, come on, Bulldogs. It was so satisfying <laughs> seeing that happen. Um, so, yeah, no, uh, impressive from the Giants, and uh, it makes for an interesting two prelims that will be... So next Friday night, uh, the first prelim final, of course, Collingwood hosts the Giants, first v. 7th, if you can believe that. Um, and Saturday, so they'll be 7.50, and then Saturday uh, will be Brisbane and Carlton, second v. 5th at 5.15, twilight time zone. What are your, what are your yeah. first impressions, Sam, for these two games? Before we'll do the big preview yeah, Friday, uh, but first impressions now. Uh, exciting. Oh. I, I think both underdog teams making it to the prelims versus the top two teams of the year. I think these are good prelim finals. And, uh, well, as we know, prelim finals, if statistically they are the best games of the year, even 100%. better than the grand finals. Um, just a quick joke to finish the footy segment. <laughs> Port Adelaide can lose as well. Ken. Oh, Ken oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, do you have uh, any suspensions or injuries to oh, be concerned about? Stuff. Yeah, currently not too many at the moment. Obviously, Nick Dacos is coming back. It's official, so he'll be playing against GWS Giants. Um, there's a few... Well, Giants didn't really pick up any, any injuries against um, Collingwood, so they should field a full team. And then with well, Brisbane out and Carlton... Of, sorry to interrupt. Out of all the teams in the... They have no injury worries at all, GWS. They are fresh. Yeah, so that's something to worry about. Obviously, Collingwood Dacos is a huge in. Carlton, there's a few players. We just have to wait till Friday. But obviously, Akers has that sore shoulder. Um, Doc's obviously shoulder popped out. So there's probably a bit of structural damage there. But he'll, he'll play. He's a very strong bugger, he is. And also, with the Lions, I think there's no... There shouldn't be any injury concerns. They should feel the... Uh, full team against the 
charging blues. Not only that, Sam, Mackay is uh, expected to make a return yep. in the premium well, too. It's going to be a tough team selection. Very tough. What about Cozzy's bump? I know they're out, but the conduct was intentional. It was high. Yep. His Cripps' nose was bleeding. So it looks like a three-weeker. Yeah, 100%. I think he got some fines as well for Can some I other things. Can I just say, Cozzy Pickett, like, uh, I'm going to rant on this because you can't just – footy, you've seen with Brayshaw, your own teammates, like, in a bad way can cast and may not now. Like, he, he would obviously didn't have the time now to react to it, but you can't have Cozzy just bumping Cripper, bumping Walsh, and he thinks it's okay, mate. Like, your teammate is clearly – like in a bad way and you're just harming other people yeah no, no to be honest it's I, just I, disgraceful I think, mate I, yeah. like, there's, there's no place for it I, I've had concussion troubles myself none of that there's no place for that no and I, I think that's a good point you bring up with um, his mate, teammate being out um, and yeah that's uh, something to be spoken about I think this week um, alright when we come back, we'll do. Uh, we'll close the show. Of course, we got a big prelim finals Monday quiz, uh, and then we'll wrap up what's been a big show. And uh, well, <laughs> now I'm going to play this because why not? The, they're going to celebrate now because I don't know about next week. So I'm I'm a happy man, and sure the Blues are being happy. This is Blue Eiffel 65 on scene. Blue Eiffel 65, the Flume remix. Um, and now it's time to close out with a Minute Monday's quiz. And now the sports capital becomes the quiz capital. It's the sports desk. Minute Mondays. Jerry was undefeated for a few weeks until uh, Sam broke that last week. Are you feeling confident, Sam? Uh, we'll give it a go again. Liam's have been a bit low on the scoreboard in the last few weeks. How have you been tracking? Could be my day, I think. You think oh, so? Yeah. Jerry, getting, getting as the dominant, uh, as the longest running champion here on Minute Mondays, what are we thinking? Uh, might, do you like the like the challenges that have been provided here? Streak back again, start fresh. So we'll see how we go. Very good. Well, the trivia this week is prelim final Ooh. history. Ooh. Now, what I've also decided to do, I decided to caveat that with it being predominantly, an emphasis on the word predominantly, involving the four teams that are playing this yeah, week. Right, okay. So there will be a couple of little deviants, but there, uh, for the most part, it is going to centre around the four teams currently playing in the prelim final this week. They will buzz in with their names and they'll have 60 seconds if they answer incorrectly. I'm just going to say the answer and move on. Test your buzzers, please. Sam. Jerry. Liam. Very nice. Uh, so it's a bit, it's now there's a sort of uh, tension that's come across the studio right now. I can tell that our competitors here really want to do well. So let's see how we go. Oi, Play get off your phone. Hey. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liam was sitting on his phone there, but uh, <laughs> good thing. Uh, but here we go. So if you want to play along at home, hit us up on Instagram, Sports Session. Time starts now. True or false? Collingwood's prelim final results were decided by six points Jerry. or less than the Jerry. True. False. GWS were defeated by the Bulldogs in the 2016 prelim by what margin? Jerry. Liam. Jerry got in first. Four points. Six points. Brisbane lost their last two prelim finals to the Sam. same club. Who? Sam. Um, Geelong? Correct. In which year was Carlton's last prelim Jerry. final win? Jerry. 2000, 2000. 1999. In which year was Collingwood's last prelim win? Jerry. Jerry. 2018. 2018's correct. In 2002, eventual premiers Brisbane defeated who in the prelim? Liam. S- Liam. Port. Port Adelaide's correct. Which of the teams playing in the prelims this week have previously Sam. made a prelim? Sam. Uh, Collingwood GWS. Correct. During Hawthorne's three-peat, name one of the three teams the Hawks defeated in the prelim. Liam. Liam got it. Port Adelaide. Correct. True or false, both prelim finals were in 2015 were played in Perth. Jerry. Sam, Jerry. False. True. 
Carlton's last appearance in prelim was against which? Liam. Liam. Essendon. Correct. Yeah. Oh, scores. Uh, I want to see the scores of this. Go, the, here we go. The scores sit. Liam, three. Jerry, one. Sam, two. But we are going to do an after the siren what? question. <laughs> I've got the win. You are double points for this double after points. the siren question. Are you ready? Yep. True or false? <laughs> and here, there is going to be no buzzers. Oh. Every one of you is going to answer this okay. one for well, me. No, you can't so, cheat, So guys. Liam's already won then. No, just answer no. it. Oh, what, 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 we go one each so no one's cheating. One each. True or false? Saints v Dogs and Cats v Pies were both prelim finals in 2009 and 2010, Sam. Uh, true. Uh, true. Jerry. True. Liam. True. The correct answer is true. Two points unanimously. So Liam oh, with five. Yes. Sam with four. Jerry with three. Final scores. Oh, wow. Good stuff, Liam. Well, I was oh. impressed by that. I didn't realise that. That blew my mind reading that. Well done, Liam. There's Thank the applause you. for I'm you. I'm on the board. You didn't applause um, Cheeky. That was a very good uh, quiz. Yeah. Well, we cheated. He had his phone. <laughs> uh, also, uh, be- before we wrap up, um, I forgot to mention too, it's been such a busy show with footy finals. So, obviously, we're going to be covering the more uh, the Ramble game in a bit more in-depth content. So, the UCL starts this Wednesday and Thursday. Um, and Melbourne City will actually play their first Asian Champions League game this week on Wednesday, which is massive. First home Asian Champions because obviously the last couple have been uh, during lockdown um, and overseas, so not able. So good for the fans here to face some new teams, which is interesting. Um, and then, of course, uh, the EPL, and uh, we'll quickly mention off the top, <laughs> the EPL, amazing win for Tottenham. Um, and Ainge just keeps on rolling. So we will cover that more in depth. Uh, good luck to Melbourne City during the week. Uh, to fact check a couple of questions that got wrong, Liam correctly stated Port Adelaide were defeated in the prelim by Hawthorne 2014. 2015 was Frio, 2013 was Geelong, the end of the Kennet curse. And the one question I didn't get to finish was true or false, Collingwood's prelim final results were decided by six points or less in the last five years. If I had said four, it would have been true. But in, but were included 2018 there, therefore false. They won against Richmond quite comfortably. That was Minute Mondays. That's been the Sports Desk. So, yes, massive. So thank you for listening. Of course, been Sam and Hennett, Jerry and G, Jason Evans and Liam Cole. Uh, and just an announcement too, uh, as we get close to grand final week, we are doing a live show um, at the Mountain View Hotel in Richmond um, next Thursday night. We'll g- give you more details of that throughout the year. Uh, sorry, throughout the week and on the Sports Desk social media. So keep up to date with that. That's going to be and a massive week. we might have week. a special guest as well. So well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we might. We might. Sports Desk Sin on Facebook, Sports Desk Sin on Instagram as well. All right. Well, that's where we'll leave you. We'll see you for a massive build-up to the prelim finals next Friday. It's intergalactic, Sam. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. We'll see you then.